Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the great big government versus anarchy debate brought to you by Dangerous World Podcast and the great deception because Matt T was uh, moderating with me, right? I actually jumped in a little bit because, uh, you know, I'm like the worst moderator. I can't just sit there and watch. I got to get in, get involved a little bit, but um, great deception. I got to give a big shout out to him uh, because Matt, uh, you know, sat there. He threw some good things down, asked some good questions. It was a fun, fun conversation on the side of big government was my cousin and my old co-host, Brandon Peacock. Okay, you may have heard of him if you're a Dangerous World podcast listener, Uh, but he did a good job talking about big government and being an advocate for it. As hard as that sounds to this community, made some good points. Um, and then on the side of anarchy, of course, uh, moral Bob hidden in plain sight is his show. And I recommend guys that you don't only listen to his show and Matt's show, the great deception, go and leave them both some five-star reviews, leave some cool comments. Um, you know, five stars really help these shows, including mine, uh, move up in the charts and then they get seen by more people. Uh, anyone trying to get sponsors, uh, you know, they, they care a lot about, reviews and how many reviews because it's kind of like a microcosm of how many people tune into the show right uh speaking of which i'm excited i'm going to be working with a new startup company here not going to talk about details yet because we haven't uh you know really signed anything but i've spoken with the gentleman seems like an incredible dude and i hope that you'll support this company uh don't want to talk about any details again but you'll be hearing about it very soon so honored to be involved with that and it's a good cause. I promise you that. So cool things coming down the pipe, guys. Or Pike. Is it pipe or pike? I always say pipeline, but maybe it's pike. I don't know. I shouldn't use words that I don't know about. But that's what you listen for, right? You listen for my stupidity and my information, which is cool. You don't get such an idiot given such great information in many other places. I'll say that. Okay. Um. What else do we need to cover before we roll into this deal here? So the Patreon subscribers, what you guys are getting, even if you're a $3 member, you're getting an entire bonus episode. Um, It's over an hour long. When I did the uh, episode with Ghost from My Third Eye, Colorado Dank, uh, who doesn't have a podcast, but he he gets gets around in this whole podcast world, really cool information. Um, And then, of course, the Occult Rejects. NY Patriot and Lux, that third eye episode that we did together, I wanted to talk about Alex Jones and how he is potentially a false prophet when it comes to uh, being enlightened, not right. And and the way that you see enlightened, like we talked about in that episode can be, I mean, it can run the gamut, right? Um, 
the way I think of enlightenment is simply being able to discern good and bad information. I think that that's the base level. And yes, you can, you can probably poke a bunch of holes in that, but I think at its core, that's what enlightenment is, is being able to think for your own freaking self. Right. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that I could find on Alex Jones that was actually truly provocative, entertaining information. Found some things, which I talk about in the Patreon. Uh, only spent about five, ten minutes on him. And then I talked about other ways that the media as a whole may be sanctioning Jones. And now that I think about it, I actually talked about him for like 15 or 20 minutes because I talked about him and Rogan quite a bit. Um, why the media power players may be going after them while still allowing them to exist, right? It creates a little bit of chaos. It creates division. So I think that it's an important piece for these uh, media bigwigs and the government because we do know that the media is a mouthpiece for said government, okay? And I like when I'm saying it slow to really pronounce the N in government, okay? Uh, But yeah, so you get like a full episode and then also the bonus portion of the uh, third eye opening chat that I had with Ghost, whose podcast, ironically, or maybe not, is called My Third Eye. Uh, He's got a great show, another show that you need to go and review, okay? Leave a five star for him. He's a newer show. Great, great dude. One of the nicest fucking dudes I've ever met, honestly. Um, So got a lot of cool stuff. And guys, these COVID World Tour shirts are almost done printing. Um, I'm doing this different. When If you order a Government is the Virus shirt or you order the OG logo, I print those on demand because I'm a small operation, one-man team here, one-man band, if you will. And I don't want to waste a bunch of materials. But when I'm doing complicated, like front-back prints uh, that have two colors, uh, I don't need to bore you with the details. Let me just say that this COVID shirt was very complicated for me to print. That's why it took so long. I had to get the colors laid out right. I had to uh, get the aligning for the everything good to go. Um, I'm printing a certain number of these, and they're done printing. When they're done printing, that's what I got, okay? We're doing sizes small through double X. Now, the one caveat here is the double X, uh, double X sizes are going to take a little longer. So if you're double X, just DM me. Um, I'll get a get a list going if you want one, but widely available, small to XL and double X people. I'm not shaming you. That's what size I wear. Okay, I'm not hating on you guys. Those are just more expensive and money is tight for daddy right now. Okay, so um, we'll get those out. But we got the black and the military green ones. Military green ones are fire. They're fire. I actually am going to print quite a few of the military green ones for myself because man, they are dope. Uh, Hunter orange and military green. It's a sick ass combo. And uh, of course the black with the gold as well. So, or the, the, the dark yellow, but yeah, those are going to be 20 bucks guys um, up in the price just a little bit, because again, they took a lot of time. They're high quality fucking shirts. I think that when you wear these, you're either going to make friends or enemies, just like that government is the virus shirt. It's what my shirts are supposed to do is make people thank, okay? Think. I should have said think instead of think. But uh, yeah, uh, fun, fun stuff. And I'm excited to get those out. And uh, hopefully you'll buy one or two, you know? Buy one for a friend. Buy one for your girlfriend. 
girls look really good not wearing pants and uh just just wearing the shirt and that's it right uh if they're willing you have to ask first don't just uh you know make them wear it without their permission okay we're progressive here and uh i will say fully that dangerous world is fully against rape i think that that's important it's an important piece to throw down in 2020 really anytime the people were alive right you don't want to be perpetuating that narrative that's scary stuff and like I, I kind of mentioned a little bit here, the uh, Patreon, uh, please go over there. $3, man. It's $3. It's $3. What is that an episode? You get, I'm not going to do the math. It's like 25 cents an episode. Okay. Typically, you're going to get 30 minutes to an hour of bonus content per episode. Again, on this one, I kind of tag teamed it with the former episode because I was working with so many other people. Uh, didn't want to like cut shit off and all that stuff, you know, complicated. Okay. Just fucking support the show. Patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Whether you're giving three, five or $10, you get bonus content and the monthly, uh, the end of the month, $10 tier chat is coming up February 26th. It's always the last Saturday of every month. I'm going to get some times out to you guys. So if you are a $10 subscriber, uh bear with me and i will uh send you some times uh and we'll see we'll see what happens guys the last one was fun a few people showed up i kind of felt like a kid that set up a big party and only a few people came but you know what happens when only a few people come we get to drink more of the booze and eat more of the chips and punch okay this that's what happened it was a fun thing and uh yeah we're gonna be doing that again and your if you're a 50 dollar uh benefactor at this point you are getting your your merch, okay? Again, money's tight. Just wait until my paycheck comes. Going to buy these uh, shirts, and you guys are going to get some pretty dope shit. So uh, I'm excited to to uh, get those out for sure. Fucking around with tie-dye a little bit, but I'm doing cool tie-dye. I'm not doing that dumb fucking hacky tie-dye. It's not going to be some shit where, like, if you're like, oh, I don't really like tie-dye, and I gave this dude $50, you're not going to be embarrassed to wear this shirt, okay? I'll tell you that right now. Am I selling too hard? Probably, but fuck it. That's how it works. Look at Mike Lindell. Guy's killing it, and he's banned everywhere. So, uh, guys, thanks so much. The site that you need to be looking out for if you want one of those government is the virus shirts, it's dangerousworldstore.com. I say that all the time. Um, I don't know what's going on with Manscaped. I think I'm still sponsored, but they haven't. we, we haven't really communicated uh, about if we're renewing or not. So if that's the case, you know, I'll share it with you. Um, but be on the lookout for that new sponsor, man, because they are fucking dope. And I'm excited to work with a new company that's going to be doing some big shit in the future, guys. So that being said, enjoy this episode. Big government being represented by Brandon Peacock, the bird in the flesh. And of course, anarchy being represented by Moral Bob of Hidden in Plain Sight, Matt T of The Great Deception and myself are moderators and slight contributors on this one but man was it a fun conversation and very enlightening so guys enjoy it here it is ladies and gentlemen here is the big government versus anarchy debate that no one's been waiting for because i haven't talked about it so this is going to be a fun one because i think that this is honestly it's a great conversation because in all honesty for myself i feel like the ideal you know stance that we should have is somewhere in the middle of big government and total all-out anarchy. But maybe 
the two people that are participating in this debate would have something different to say. And of course, I have my good buddy, Matt T over from the Great Deception podcast, sort of helping me out with this uh, cockfight. You know, we're going to make sure that this stays civil, Um, although I don't want it to stay civil. If you guys want to say things that are a little bit, uh, you know, racial, maybe we can we can get into what we want to get into. Let's let's have some fun here. okay? even though we're both white. uh, Brandon's going to call me a ginger. I know it. (laughs) (laughs) You can call him a ginger bitch. And uh, for the record, to not know, Brandon is a quarter Mexican. So you can throw in Beaner. You can throw in all kinds of fun (laughs) stuff. Okay, Um, Matt, first of all, my fellow, uh, you know, moderator, what's going on with you, buddy? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. I I, I, uh, I've actually been pretty excited to hear this debate. Yeah, dude. I mean, we we kind of alluded to it when we did the Monday Night Master Debaters over at your channel. And I actually didn't know if this was actually going to go down. You know, everyone's got such unique schedules. Um, Brandon's very busy. Bob's busy. Matt, you're busy. I'm sort of busy. Not really. So uh, this is going to be fun, dude. I'm really, really excited. Brandon, my fellow cousin. He's a cousin. He's an old co-host of Dangerous World. He is representing big government and arguing on its behalf. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Although I'm in a strange spot. I know I've been defending the worst of the worst in your guys' minds for a while, but it's been a, it's been a minute since I've had to step, you know, into this, the, the role of defending capitalism, but I'll, I'll, I'll try it out, man. I'll try wait, it wait, out. Wait, I'm, wait. I'm, I'm, defending uh, capitalism. Is that what we're here for? I know. Well, I know, I know. It, it does have something to do with big, big government, right? Especially in the United States. Well, we, we, well, Okay, let's get through well, the you haven't been then, introduced then we yet. Can Hold get, on. Yeah, then we can get to definitions. Now <laughs> <laughs> to go uh, wherever wherever you want, Bob. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good here with my uh, my Goose Island IPA, man. You know, I'm always crossfaded when I come on here. I did just get off of work, so I had to slug it, but I'm feeling good, man. Thank you for for having me here. Well, and for people that may not know, Brandon, what do you do for work? If you don't mind uh, disclosing that here. Yeah, I'm a behavioral uh, technician. Uh, so I work on behalf of a behavioral analyst. I'm essentially a behavioral therapist, although I'm uh, currently uh, getting my master's degree to become an analyst, kind of get my boss's job. Um, it is kind of something that uh, it's a job that aligns with my ide- my ideology uh, as well and my uh, my way of thinking about the world um, in, in certain facets. So I'm, I'm really happy to be doing it. And I work mostly with k- kids living on the, the autism spectrum on a, on a daily basis. And that'll be in the school or, um, or, or at their home. And that's why you did so well on the podcast with me, right? I mean, this is a fun thing. I'm on the spectrum. So this is a good, good fit. And that's why, uh, you know, the podcast took off. Bob, what's going on with you, man? How you doing this evening? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for putting this on, Brandon. Thanks for thanks for doing this, man. I think we can we can definitely keep this pretty cordial, man. You you seem like a pretty mellow, cool, uh, somewhat open minded person from what I know of you. And what you know, and at least you admit to being indoctrinated, which you did last time I talked to you multiple times. So, you know, <laughs> if you're at the point to where you're admitting that, dude, like you're at least heading in the right direction. <laughs> definitely and bob you actually you you dm me about that man you were like dude your cousin's a good guy you know what i mean like he he straight up said that about you man and he was like yeah you know i don't agree with much of what what this guy says but he seems like a good dude and uh right when he started saying this stuff i was like man you know this would be a fun conversation because you guys do not agree on hardly anything but it seems like you have enough respect for each other as human beings 
to where we can do this in a fun way. Well, well, here's the thing. I think we agree on a lot. How it gets done is where we differ. Okay. I think that's going to be the difference. Right, Bob? Who's doing it? Yeah. How how the things we want done get done is probably where we're going to separate most of the time. Because I'm sure we see the same things. We see you know, poverty rates going up, we see homelessness going up. And, you know, we see wages going down, or at least the dollar going down, we see, you know, all of these problems are we just differ on solutions, really, I'm sure we, we identify the same shit. Yeah, yeah. my, my hot word, my word that I loved to throw to banter around the most during my time on DWP was uh, epistemology. And I think that is the roots of of what our our uh, our differences are. The way, but now not that is actually not all that down in the soil enough. It's not that deep down in the soil enough to call it uh, uh, the root problem here, because it is how we go about thinking about things. Period. Uh, and and yeah, man, there's there's plenty to um, there's plenty to talk about. I, I I see this as an opportunity to have a little microcosm of my time uh, at Dangerous World Podcast, and it's a great, it's a really really fun topic. I would argue one of the only ones that matters i think uh one of the one of the only ones next to I, i'm I, I have my own ideas on like theology and stuff bob which i i'm sure we'll run into at some point but uh i, I think that's also important but it's it's this is just a fun thing to be talking about so i um yeah i'm, I'm ready to start if if uh if i had some ideas to start with bob did you have something to, to go with or man Ryan, you, you can I'll, I'll ride off your coattails man well, I've got a few questions actually, and then before we really roll into it, Bob, um, if you don't mind, man, what do you what do you do for a living for people that may not know? Just to kind of lay a foundation, since I asked Brandon the same thing. Uh, I'm a dirty, filthy capitalist. I'm self-employed, have been for 12 years, own my own business, and I'm ba- I'm in construction and uh, you know client services. I I own a pool company, basically. I do everything with pools: build, renovate, clean, maintain, all that shit. Dope. And since Brandon said he's drinking Goose Island, what are you sipping on? Man, it's uh, some Michter 12-year whiskey. Right out of that IHOP cup that you found right at the out of this store. Yeah, <laughs> got it for 50 cents. Hell yeah. Matt, what are you doing over there? Are you just uh, sipping water? Are you smoking? What you doing? Yeah, a little uh, little tea with lemon and some honey. Uh, that's my, my, I drink that every day. And then a uh, little Afghan gold to touch it off. Ooh, fascinating. What was, was that, a hybrid? No, it's an indica. Ooh, okay. So big a little time, night, uh, night get time. a little tired and hungry after this. So I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, guys, so you know, Brandon being on the side of big government and, and Bob, you're all about anarchy. Um what Brandon, did you have a point where you wanted to start this off, man? It seemed like you were pretty eager to ask some questions. Uh so I'll pass it to you first, and then I've got a few things that I want to kind of throw around. Yeah, they're they're the my questions are related and however much you guys want to you feel like we need to drive it back towards the core argument, let me know. I just feel that these uh kind of groundwork questions are important to at all at least being able to steel man each other's argument here, Bob. I right. don't know if you've yeah, so. I, I am familiar with the term, yes. Yeah, that that is my ideal in in this kind of a debate. Obviously, we're in a monk debate; it's going to be a little bit different. But this is this is my it is to be able to let you know that I I think I understand your perspective by the end of this because I want to I want to listen first. But uh, the first question I would have, Bob, is that most uh, classical uh, uh, anarchistic scholars and authors that I have come across in my time because I I did play around with 
with anarchy and still like it as an ideal. And we can talk about the difference between ideal and and, and utopias later. But most of them, the classical ones, especially the 19th century ones, they were operating under the impression that people are basically good. Would you would you agree with that? Uh, and if not, like why not? What what's what's the alternative answer? Um, I think inherently humans are usually good, but not the ones that exist now. If that makes sense, I think we have um, gone so far from what we naturally are by design. We have been turned into these very selfish, self-serving, immediate gratification creatures that put ourselves first. Um, And I don't think that's a natural state. I think we have been put into that state by the controllers. Can I, can I ask, is there a specific mechanism of change that you think moved it to that? I'm fine with there not being a specific one, because I know how these kinds of ideas about the world and and the history of the history of our civilization, they can't be wrapped down into one, you know, encapsulated point but is there one mechanism of change that you'd point out and say that's that is the reason that the people today aren't as good as the people that there were however many years ago oh yeah that's simple man education when the government took over education it was game over even harry i think it was harry brown that said if uh if parents gave their children to the government to teach them how to walk within one generation, we would think that children couldn't walk without the government. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just like, I think once they took over education, you know, they have control of children at now as early as five, all the way to 18 and then beyond if they go into extended education. So is this why you're saying that like people feel like they they can't learn without the government being involved with a government sponsored school per, uh, curriculum? Is that what you're saying, Bob? Yeah, I mean the idea that we have to have public schooling, that we have to have publicly publicly funded things, and the thing is, is that anytime you say publicly funded, government funded, um, anything like that, you need to replace that word with violence or force, because if it's publicly funded it's it's funded through coercion and then my problem with a lot of people that like government is they just cannot get to a place of um, figuring out how to get the things they want done peacefully okay um so uh this the idea of the government the idea of the state especially the state is newer in the western uh, in Western civilization uh, throughout throughout history, um, even the ideas of cities, believe it or not, was 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 not a thing for too long. I I, um, I don't know how much revisionist uh, history you get into, Bob, but I I don't know if you would agree that states and cities take they come about around you know two thousand three thousand years ago, sometimes around Macedonia. Um, sure, but it, uh, I mean that's just semantics. What they're called doesn't really matter. Like there were right, municipalities right. or whatever. You can call them whatever you want. They've little, so, little, you know, outcrops of, um, of hierarchies and communities and stuff have always existed. For, for sure. So let's, let's, I want to ask about a specific form and then see if it generalizes to the other forms that that government has taken. Not too long ago, I think you would, uh, you might agree that uh, the church was the state and functioned as the state and i wonder if 
you, I wonder how you see that coming in and how you see that playing in. If the coercion that was offered by the uh, church over however, whatever time period you want to pick from, uh, if that was in some way more justified, um, maybe, maybe it's because you believe in a specific church or, 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 or mosque, whatever. Uh, I, I'd love to ask about your religious beliefs later, but do you specifically about what do you think about the leadership that the state has left, the example that the church as a government has left compared to what uh, we have today? It's all through fear. It's all force. Uh, whether you believe in, in a, a religious um, hierarchy or a governmental hierarchy, it's all force, right? Or, or fear. So what I tell Christians, I say, do you believe what you believe because you want the reward or you're scared of the punishment? And that's what it all comes down to. And anything yeah. that is, is trying to threaten you into doing something, um, whether it's religion, whether it's government, it's wrong. That's not, you know, good ideas don't require force as the old saying goes. So I, I don't think you should have to have, you know, rewards of golden streets and, you know, plentiful food everywhere and everything, you know, like heaven in order to be a good person. Um, and I don't think you should need to be threatened with eternal damnation uh, to be a good person. And the same applies to government. I don't think we should have to be rewarded with, you know, $100 freaking gift cards to get a vaccine um, and punished if we don't put our kids in public school. Like these things shouldn't happen, right? If if the government provides the best product, then they should let it compete with the market. I would jump in and say that most of the the, the elite members of society, they don't put their kids in public school, right? No. So most people don't most people don't get punished when we're talking about the people that quote unquote matter to the world. Those people don't get punished for not putting their kids in public school, right? These people don't do homeschool. They do private school. So it's something yeah. a little different, right? Well, um, it's rules for thee, not for me. Of course. To them, right? Of course. But, um, you know, Brandon brought up something, and I feel like we should just get this out of the way. Um, you know, a lot of people that have tuned into Dangerous World know that Brandon is atheistic, right? Um, where do you find yourself on the whole religious spectrum, if you don't mind me asking, Bob? Um, I'm polytheistic. If if you want to label me as anything, I you know whether it's a god or some being we don't understand. These these names are just for things we don't understand, okay. right? Whether it's a god, an angel, um, a demon, it's just things we don't understand. That's for sure. And the the only reason uh, that I asked that is because I wanted to see if your religious worldview plays into your support of of the anarchy uh idealism no, right I, I don't i don't claim any religion i think religion uh was created by the rulers to control people I, I think if you believe there's a god or something cool i was an atheist for a long time um but then through research and and you know looking into ancient history with stuff like the anunnaki um there's definitely higher beings now whether they're higher beings because of technology or higher beings because they're just higher beings that are capable mm -hmm. of things we're not capable of whatever it is you know well uh, i think we I, found something that you guys agree on then that the that religion was created by man to control man yeah of course go ahead brandon <laughs> so I'm, I'm almost done dancing dancing around the the actual topic here because i think <laughs> that's I mean, a little bit of a foundation i'm cool with but, that 
I, I don't like a whole bunch of labels either, Bob, even though I'm going to pull out a whole bunch uh, by the time we're done with this. I don't like labels. I know why people are aversive to labels about their beliefs. But if you could, because there are at least at least eight different types of philosophical anarchism, could you label a primary one on yourself and and uh, are you familiar with or, or what what uh, authors and scholars of anarchy are, are are you familiar with? Do you pull the most, uh, um, uh, you know, just uh, amount amount of material from? Because I I love this material. I've been in it uh, uh, quite a bit. William David uh, uh, Thoreau is um, for unrelated reasons one of my one of, one of my favorite thinkers. So uh, I'm I'm curious about that. Um, I have, honestly, I haven't read a whole lot of stuff, man. I've done some peripheral stuff. What I've done is studied the people that studied the people, right? So if I know of Ludwig von Mises or, or, you know, Henry Hazlitt or, you know, any of these guys, um, F.A. Hayek. Now I have, I do have Hayek's book and I, I have read some Hayek and some, um, uh, Hewitt. Uh, but like I've read some of these people, but I haven't read a lot of it. Like I've, I've pretty much been an anarchist my whole life. I've always hated authority, arbitrary authority. It doesn't make any sense. Never has made any sense to me that somebody just has more power than me. Like, wait a minute. How'd you get it? Like, what do I have to do to get it? Like, wait, I can't get it. Why not? Like, well, yeah, and, and I'm, I, I'm under the auspices. Sorry, Ryan, but I'm under the auspices that we are all created on this realm equal. And if you have rights that I don't have, I want to know how you got them because you don't get them unless I gave them to. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense, dude, honestly. And, and I think that a lot of people in a modern world would agree with that. Um, but let's get into this shit right now, you know, so I want to start with you, Bob, and we'll just ask the the first, like, you know, like just basic ass question here. Sure. Why are you in favor, Bob, of anarchy as a whole over big government gun to head? You know, we're talking polar opposites here. Why is anarchy better than large government? Because if you start studying history, there is not a single government that has not been tyrannical and authoritarian and oppressed and killed its own people. And every time anarchy has been tried, every measure of happiness in that place has gone up. Um, so whether it's Somalia for a short period of time or Caspaya, Italy, when these places dissolved their governments, everybody got better. Like, and, and when government provides a good, it's never worthy of the cost. I mean, just look at public education. I mean, it's, it's a depreciating thing, and yet it costs more and more every year. Like, that doesn't make any sense. We get a worse quality, but it's more expensive. In what free market example would that ever exist? Government can only exist through coercion because it's not the best product, and it would never survive in a free market. Definitely. And there is a small village in Mexico that the name is slipping my mind right now. I'll look it up while Brandon talks. There's there's a bunch of anarchist communities in Mexico. Um, yeah. Robert and they Higgs. Thrive. Yeah, Robert Higgs lives in one. Yeah. Um, the Economist. Brandon, same question to you. Why are you an advocate for big government over anarchy? For sure. So so uh, I will. I'm, I don't feel like I uh intentionally misadvertise myself as a fan of big governments. I, I think in my 
in my mind, in my utopia, I am just bigger government than an anarchist. Uh, I want to, I want to clarify that in my mind, the word government is a lot like the word, um, sport, right? And in, in that, if someone was to say sports are dangerous, uh, that's true for like MMA, but that, that's, that might not be as true. And you can see how there's a big difference between MMA and like speed cup stacking. You know what I mean? So in that way, uh, the kinds of government that I aspire to, because I'm not looking to cherry pick here. I'm not looking to account for only the government that has quote unquote worked in my mind. Uh, I want to, I want to talk about all of them. Uh, it, 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 it for, it, but it, it, at, at base of it, it is the idea in my mind that thing, carrots and sticks are genetically linked to us. You know, there's, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this idea of carrots and sticks, but that's in general what political scientists say that government or co- some balance between coercive and, um, uh, liberty, uh, access has got, has got to have because you've got to have, you got to offer people incentives to do certain things and you have to also be ready to, um, come in with force and fix it if things aren't going uh, a, a particular way. Okay. Wait, um, I, wait, I gotta, I gotta put a quick injection here, man. Um, what things do people need to be forced to do? And at what point do you bring violence to get it done? Uh, forced to do forced to do. Uh, I think what was good- not being like, hold on, let me clarify the question. Okay. Just to, um, what was not being done at one point in time, let's say here in America, that the government had to step in and do it because it wasn't getting done? At the government. Well, uh, what about, um, let, let's say, let's say, I mean, I, I, I know that this is going to go off into, this is going to shotgun right here because you're going to disagree with me right away. But where, where public education may have come from is a, is a, a geographic inability to deliver uh, public education to certain populations, especially if you're talking about just America in and of itself. Um, that that would be what, one instance where you don't just have public schools that are established by the government. You also have certain policies, procedures, norms that are now brought up by this public education system that people are quote unquote forced to uh, uh, uh to do is that a strong enough example of force I understand sure, you might not sure. sure sure and but but what damage was it doing for these places to not have government provided education what damage was happening uh, for, that, for sure. so, that that compulsory school needed to come in what wrong sure. was needed to be corrected that violence sure. became the solution uh, well, let's, I, I, I can give another solution for, to talk specifically about violence. And maybe that's the most important part of your question here. But I would say that the thing that public education provided to certain populations, uh, at near the, the, the founding of, of our country would have been the fact that they didn't have public, any form of, uh, formalized education before that. Why did they um, need it? Um, because I think that a well-educated populace is uh, overall better for any society. Do you think we're better off when 90% of our our agriculture or 
of our working uh, population was in agriculture just 120 years ago, and now less than 2% is in agriculture and we can't provide for ourselves? Was that a good was that a good outcome of educating people? Well, so again, so let's, let's, let's pull that one out. I like that strand. So <laughs> my, my idea is that that education led to companies like Monsanto. I don't know how you feel about Monsanto. Not a good company, Brandon. For sure. For sure. But <laughs> I think that can be said is that more people in the world are being fed by their product because of that kind of gene screwing, screwing around with. Now with let's gene. replace what you just said right there. More people are being fed poison. You left a word out there because well, Monsanto so, poisons food. That's right, what so, they do. So, so this, this, this might be a, a key difference between us because I do not align with a whole bunch of my liberal uh, friends in saying sure, that. That's why I wanted to talk to you anyway, is because you're not, sure. you're not your regular statist liberal. And that's so, why so, we're here. That's just one spot where we're just going to fundamentally going to disagree. I don't see it as poisoning. I uh, And even if I did, I think that there's a certain argument to be made that because of the fact that they made so much with this shit, that it is, it is feeding more people. And, okay. and, and okay. Wait, wait, we got to hold gotta, on one second. Hold on one second. Just let him finish real quick. The, the problem with the change from an agrarian, uh, not agrarian, agricultural based economy that, that you talked about is <clears throat> if it, if, if, if money wasn't a thing, it would be great to me. It would be great to me. I'm in the, I'm in the business of taking away jobs and giving them to robots or lowering the amount of work that has to be done to get, to, to get a job done, like feed a nation by uh, uh by making the genes of the plants better so that they can propagate more so we can why, have wait 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 why wouldn't you just remove the thing that keeps people from growing their own food which is government regulation uh so the thing that keeps people from growing their own food uh what uh government regulation is prohibitive do you think of people growing their own food oh tons well, I, I, let me step in real quick here, because the, the reason that, that there's no fucking way that the entire population could grow their own food is because water needs to be dispersed throughout the country by government infrastructure. And that's just a fact. I mean, yes, maybe there could be possible ways that 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 the that, you know, private sector could step in and get water from the Colorado River out here to Arizona. They but do. if I didn't have a way to turn on my water in order to water my crops, there is no fucking way I could grow one damn thing out here in Tucson, there's, Arizona. There's a water table, man. All you got to do is drill down far enough and you hit the water table. And you but we wouldn't have that well. technology can... in modern times. You know what I mean? With all the shit that we have, They've right? There's no way that we could. For hundreds of years. I understand so that, but there's it, no that way. That technology existed before government. Yeah, but the, the thing is, too, that we wouldn't be able to have the 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 way that the native americans lived in the area that i'm at right now right the the only population that was able to somewhat thrive and and thriving is in heavy quotes here they were wiped out like that because some other you know another population came over and used their infrastructure and their government funding to come over and wipe out these people that were trying to live the way that that anarchists would would approve of right so it's an interesting kind of di- you know I- idea here, and I get what you're saying. I get what both you guys are saying, but um, dude, there is no fucking way 
that we can have the same quality of life without some government intervention and intervention with utilities. I I definitely don't think that's true. Um, And I don't think any problem uh, is important enough to inflict violence on people. I don't think that's ever okay. Food Um, might be. I don't think so. I don't think it's ever the moral choice. Um, Like I would kill people to feed my children. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean that what I did was moral. It means I am violating morals. I am violating someone else's rights and I am inflicting force on them. Now I can claim that it's a better good for me, but they would disagree. Sure. You know, so morals are arbitrary, right? So yeah, like, no, no morals, morals are locked in stone. Ethics are arbitrary. Um, Morals are based in consent. They're based in individual rights and consent. If you have consent of the person that you are engaging with, then it is a moral action. If you do not, then it is immoral. Uh, that's why uh, a boxing match is moral and beating the shit out of somebody is immoral. Why aren't you ethical, moral. Bob, then? Uh, because I base everything on morality. My uh, ethics is subjective. Your ethics and my ethics may not line up, but our morals might. You know, I think ethical Bob would be a good name because it would be moral <laughs> for you to kill somebody to feed your child. But it would no, be it's ethical, never moral. Right? No, 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 no. Wrong. No, Wrong. It wouldn't be moral. moral. Other way around. It's never moral to kill somebody. It's never moral to kill, kill somebody. Now, you may be justified, but it's never the moral action. Okay. Because you're violating the rights of someone else. You are taking away their life without their consent. You are killing them without their consent. And that would be the way that, you know, in, in, in an anarchist society, that is the, the, the law of the land. It's, it's in my it's opinion. It's law. Is, yes. Yeah, you own yourself. Way- I own myself. Yeah, this is the way that people would be able to thrive. It's like, dude, you got some shit that I want. There's no government to say that I can't come take your shit. I'm going to take your shit. When I was just a pure anarchist, I used to tell, like, my main saying that I would say to people is all transactions should be voluntary. Period. Mm -hmm. End of story. Game over. That doesn't mean that all transactions. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, no, I was just saying that's that's an ideal concept right there. Right? I mean, mean, yeah. It's just a utopia. Nothing that nothing is so important that I should have to have a gun put to my head. Well, like I, like I just mentioned, then Brandon, I'll let you go. I I just said that that was like a utopia type of idea. Does anyone know where the term utopia comes from? Hmm, Anyone know? No, but I don't think it's a utopian idea. I think the idea that government can ever be benevolent is a significantly more utopian idea. No, the idea like that when, you could create an all-powerful government structure and think that it's ever going to do the overall good for the people that it's ruling over, that's way more utopian than anarchy. No, no, I'm saying like what Matt was referring to, where it's like, you know, like this is like an ideal situation, right? Where, uh, what was it, Matt, that you were alluding to, where it's like, you know, this is ideal, I forget what it was. It just made me think of utopia. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's a novel concept, you know, I mean, it's an ideal concept to to have okay. that belief, you know, it, it, to actually execute it. That's a whole different story. Yeah. So so what what made me think of utopia when he says that this is an ideal concept? Utopia, it's a Greek term and utopia literally means nowhere. That's what mm-hmm. that's what utopia is. So like when these socialists are talking about, let's get this utopian future. That's a it's a place that doesn't exist. And so, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, the idea that, yeah, you know, everyone can thrive and, and all this kind of shit. Um, it's imagination just, land. Yeah, right, it's right. not possible. Um, but Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, well, about utopia, I would argue, though, that 
everyone when they when 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 anyone applies their uh their personal morals or as you see them moral uh, 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 as you see them bob bigger than the personal mor- morality that that exists when they apply it to the world i believe that they are seeing a utopia like no matter what the outcome is no matter what uh, thought process you have, you are making decisions based on the idea that the world would be a better place if this and this and this happened. And that's a utopia. Now, what is, fo- what is folly is to say that we can achieve that, like you said, Ryan, but I, I, I don't think that it is a, it is uh, owned by any one person. It's more owned by the way that you talk and think about the things that you believe in. And, and, and Bob, that leads into a question I had for you, actually. Would you consider yourself an uh, an idealist uh, anarchist or a classical uh, anarchist. Um, I, I used to explain these. I used to yeah, say that. This, I, I used to say that ideologically, I'm an anarchist, but realistically, I'm a minarchist. Um, so if that helps say anything, but I like I'm an anarchist. I, I think there's no government like no government. Okay. Uh, do, uh, do you, uh, fuck, I, I keep, I, I, I have a, I have a question, I promise about the realities, <laughs> but I feel like it's really important to just present ourselves and then talk about how sure. we've defined our, do you know, uh, uh Bob, have you seen a, uh, ideological spectra, uh, graph, the X, Y graph where, you know, libertarians on the bottom and authoritarians sure. on the top. Do you, have you ever placed yourself there? I mean, cause I'm wondering if it's all the way at the bottom and in the middle, do you know what I mean? Or if you, no, are... man, I, I don't, I don't go anywhere on that graph because that's all a bunch of statists. Um, so I, I'm not on that graph. I could say where I would be if I had to exist in a government controlled body, I know where I would exist. If I'm, if I'm forced into one of those, then I'm going right. to definitely be, in the libertarian but you know the like like the dave smith quote that he used to say all the time i don't know if he still does maybe he does he says anarchists are great because we're more liberal than the liberals and more conservative than the conservatives because i don't give a shit what you do i don't care who you fuck i don't care what you do with your extra money as long as you're not violating somebody's rights i don't care like you could you be you man i don't care and things that need to get funded will get funded, when, especially these days when you can crowdfund things super easy, you know, and, you know, it's not hard to raise money. I mean, there was some dumb dumb that freaking raised like seven million dollars for the freaking border wall. Well, hey, like, Bob, I got a question really quick, dude. Why? So so if someone's allowed to fuck who they want to fuck, what's the age of consent in that in that circumstance? if you say 18 the government set that up i don't know man the age of consent i mean if we are to believe history right but <laughs> there were people getting married at 12 14 years old um hundreds or thousands of years ago having children at 16 and then dying around 40 or 50 yeah when life expectancy you know i think it's all shorter. relative i think it's all relative to the mental capacity of the child Right. I think it's it's just relative when you're when you are mature enough that you can be given responsibility and make the correct choice. That's when you should be given that responsibility and allowed to make the right or wrong choice. Um, 
and what that age is is going to differ based on society really more than any experience right right you know because like my wife had a very rough childhood and she was more grown up than most adults by the time she was like nine she grew up quick yeah so um so so you know she's still more adult now than most 40 and 50 year olds that i know but that doesn't mean that she should have been married at 10 right no 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 no, not at all well i mean puberty happens at a stage for a reason you know that's nature sure you know is is telling you when the body is ready for procreation because that's what it's all about folks you know whether fucking is nice and everything but the Mm -hmm. idea behind it is procreation so um, it would definitely have to be after that time. Um, and, you know, there's different cultures that do a lot of fucked up shit. And, you know, I can't control all of them and I don't want to. You know, it, if if people start having a problem with it in that society, you know, if it's some island tribe sucking little boys dicks for semen so they have power, which is a real fucking thing, um, then, you know, if that becomes a problem and the little boys are like, wait a minute, this is fucked up and they, they want to f- push back on it. Then that's up to them. It's not m- up to me to send some people with guns over there to correct that shit. Okay. I, I, I was actually going right to pedophilia because it's the, it's the lowest blow. I think you can, that's the low hanging fruit, bro. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand why talking about why, or how roads would get built in an anarchist society is more constructive than this. But I, I do want to ask this first, if someone, if a, if a father has a child and feels that she is not of that age, but someone we're living in an anarchist society now I'm in this, in this example here, but someone uh, comes over and does some nasty stuff to her and he wants to get back at him at that point and i'm just am i just this this is just fuck off too bad what what's what's the answer in an anarchist society um i I think there's still going to be um courts and some kind of repercussions for certain things there's still going to be arbitrary disputes um if if i catch you molesting my daughter i'm gonna fucking murder the fuck out of you whether there's a government or not the, right. the what may happen to me after I kill your ass is n- not what I'm thinking about in that moment. So you I know, gotta you say mess- though that courts would be part of a judicial system, which is part of a government. Not so. always. No, there's lots of arbitrary. There's lots of arbiters, um, and it would just it it would just be how it's funded and how much power it has. Um, uh, so you would just courts would be what they're supposed to be and just arbiters of disputes. They wouldn't be handing down punishment. There would be no incentive structure for the people that work in it. There would be no real authority other than to arbitrate. So they would simply That's say it. guilty or not guilty of the crime. Correct. So, so, so am I just, I, I'll get off of it after this, I promise. But sure. uh, I didn't say that a court in your anarchist society would just say guilty. And then that would be it though. I don't know, man. Um, This is one of those situations where I I don't necessarily need to have an answer to everything um, for it not to happen. Right. Like, so just because I can't tell you how it would be doesn't mean it's wrong to do it. Um, And just because something exists doesn't mean it needs to continue to exist. So no, um, no. 
I, I think it's it's important to point out though that what it does what it the the, the what it does mean though is that pedophilia right. would be an it would be an well, issue in with government it hasn't been solved. So we have to look at that fact that government has not solved a single problem that they've been tasked to solve. And all they have done is decrease our freedom. They have every metric of what they're supposed to be stopping has gone up. Suicide, crime, pedophilia, rape, murder, drug use, drinking and driving, all of these things have gone up, not down. And that is a hard has, fact. The, uh, the government has acquired more money over this process and more power over this process, and we have gotten less free, and we are getting a diminishing return on our uh, investment. So our, our, our ROI, just as an investor, to say that this is going on, again, this would not happen in the free market if you invested this much money in a company and it gave you a diminishing return. The company would go out of business. So just based on ROI, government shouldn't exist because they would go belly up if they didn't have guns. It's nothing more than the mob. That's all it is. It's just the mob with more steps. If, if, if the Gambinos run the mob and you know, somebody says, man, if we could just get somebody other than the Gambinos to run things, it'd be different. Would you think things would be different if you got somebody other than the Gambinos in charge of the mob? Well, the Genovese steps in, you know, go ahead. Right. I, we talked about mob rule in our last in our last time together here, Bob, but I'm the issue, I think, with it's related to this thing called the problem of the, the tragedy of the commons. And I can give an example of what that is. If you, have, if you guys haven't heard of it before, but the idea is that, though, in a anarchist society, it does that what free free marketology means, I think, is that it does not prohibit people from getting together and getting a bigger group of people and wiping out the people in the next in the in the next tribe over that's all government uh, is at the end of the day okay so so in that way okay so these that's that's a okay I, I, that makes sense and, to me yeah i mean well, government government and democracy is simply as the old saying goes right it's just two wolf and a sheep deciding what's for dinner right? yeah <laughs> how how about um Shit, you know, I had I had an idea and I and I lost it. If you guys want to, uh, well, let me uh, ask this then. Uh, we can go into a different direction because um, I the reason that I wanted to have this conversation was because I do think that small government has a place because I think if we have total anarchy, I think that uh, some group will form a makeshift government, and that's always going always. to be what happens. It'll always happen. Always, always. So we have to make sure disagree. that we keep those things in control because, you know, when we talk about this great reset shit, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Um, if it were to happen, it would definitely be in favor of the current government. But mm -hmm. I want to lay this question up to you guys. And, you know, maybe I'll start with you here, Bob. Um, what do you think the job of the government is? Honestly, whether um, it's the whether it's the current government that we have or whether it's the 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 ragtag, you know, rough and tumble group of people that would form the new government in an anarchist system what do you think the job of government is uh, well what it what it is and what it should be uh, i guess are two different things what the government is generally created for is to protect individual rights and it either does that or it's tyrannical um end of story um okay. i think if we were to have a government, there are some limitations to it that should be instituted and never broken. So um, money 
should never change hands. If you want to be in government, you have to give up income. So you're not getting paid for the position and the position carries no power. Um, And then, um, of course, there has to be term limits, right? Um, No insider trading or is insider trading okay with you? No, no, no. Well, um, no. Well, the government will have no power, so it won't have any any ability to arbitrate and like you're limiting it to a power where it has no involvement in the market. So um, if an individual in the government wants to, you know, share stock tips with somebody, they can, but you don't have the ability to um, make any rules because, and here is the big fucking factor. And if there is a government to exist, if a law is going to be put down, okay, first, a victim has to be identified. You have to have a victim in order to be able to initiate force. And in order to get this law to exist, you must get 90% of the population, not the voting population, 90% of the population on board with it. And if you can't get 90% of the population, then it gets thrown out. And if it's an actual problem, getting 90% support shouldn't be an issue. Mm -hmm. If it's an actual problem. But a lot of the problems that we seek government to solve for us, government created. You know, it's Hegelian dialect. It's problem, reaction, solution, and they control all three. Sure. So, you know, you have to make sure you have to look at the root core of the problem before you can solve it. And people don't like to look at the root core. They just identify it and say, that group needs to solve it. You know, that group that lied to us about Vietnam, that group that instituted the Tuskegee experiment, that group that, you know, lied us into World War II and World War I, that group that made slave, made freeing slaves illegal, that group that has, you know, stifled black movement through the economy for centuries. We talked about this last time we all talked together. We talked about like, if we were on a committee, the four of us here, and we were in charge of giving ourselves raises, we would give ourselves raises every fucking time. Who do you think gives Congress raises? Congress. Congress. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. So, and Matt, I want to ask you the question after Brandon answers it. What do you think the job of government is, Brandon? Uh, for me, it is, uh, I think, similar to what I had mentioned uh, before, you know, a, a systematic offering of carrots and sticks for make better and the benefit of uh, the, uh, the, the, the people on, on top of that. Uh, who government. gets to define those terms, Brandon? I, I hate to cut you off, but who gets to define better and good? Let's, let's is be it real, the people Bobby. handing out the sticks and carrots? Let's be real, Bob. You have no problem cutting me off here. We've established that. <laughs> I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I, I don't like you, or I'm I'm being so, overly rude. Um, but so one of the one of the things one of the divisions of governments, and this is just because of politic real, I would argue, is that government is the one also making those definitions. Now, I, we talked about last. Time, there's a pro, there. You have a. You see a. Uh, uh, you can put, put, put a better point on it, but you see a problem with the fact that something inside the government is making rules for the government, right? I think you see that that is what's that's not, that's not uh, oxymoronic. It's, it's something else. I'm, I'm it's sure you kind of, it's almost a tautology, right? It's, I mean, well, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a definition. Interest. It's a conflict of interest. Absolutely. I I don't think that anyone could argue that, but it's almost a tautology where it's like you're using the definition to describe the term, right? It's like, (laughs) 
right. So, right. so one, one instance of that, I would argue, and then I'm, I'm done. And I'd love to hear Matt's, Matt's opinion too. Yeah. And then uh, uh, first Bob's response to this, I think words matter. I do really think words matter. And we have to be careful about the ones that we, that we pick and use. I am okay to say that the government arbitrates at this point, because the, at least the definition that I'm looking at is that arbitrate means like to reach an authoritative judgment or settlement. You know I mean, I, I don't know what use of arbitrate you might be thinking is not authoritative, Bob, but that is, that's, I think, that's how I would. would, would I, I uh, think would arbitration just, is more just um, mediating a dispute. You're just a mediator. Uh, You're like a referee. A referee is an arbitrator. Right. So I, I just, I, I just, it's i'm not at all trying to make this sound venomous man i just feel that the jumping between words like arbitrate and mediate it is not coming to the point where we could actually that that, that there would be no use of the government in whatever form you're talking about because they are powerless i mean they might as well be raising flags as far as i can see maybe i'm so, yeah. Again, it, it, it'd be like a referee. It'd be like, okay, you don't like instead of Rand Paul's neighbor running over and punching him in the face, if he had a problem with him, he files a dispute um, and takes it basically to a boxing match, but a peaceful one, which is a courtroom. And then but whoever it, argues best gets to win. Like, I think no, that the, the better way but, of doing it would be actually if someone gives you some shit, you go and beat oh, their ass. I agree. Yep. I Literal. agree that it should be handled like, like men. And if you have a problem with me, come say that shit to my face. Exactly. We duke it out. And if you beat the shit out of me, I'll get up, shake your hand and be like, all right, dude, you got well, me And that's a one. problem. And that's it. I, I, I want to get Matt's thing, but that's a problem because the whole thing with like the reason that kids can't fight today is because they don't stop when someone's fucking knocked out anymore, dude. They'll fucking stomp their head into the fucking ground until that shit's flat. Of and that's course, a problem, that's a, dude. That's a depravity of culture that's been instituted because by of the filming. Oh, and they film it yeah. instead of fucking being like, "Hey, dude, you fucking won. Get off this dude and leave him alone." They yeah. film it, and so like the the dude wants to be on film killing somebody. Matt, what do you think the job of the government is, dude? I want I really wanted to get your opinion on this. Well, I, I'm with Bob, you know, in this, and that I don't I don't think there should be government. I mean, I and and if there is, I think you would I would go with the mantra protect and serve, right? Mm-hmm. Which means protect the best interests of the land and the people of the land and serve them for your term. Now that's it going to be obviously a de- a defined term uh with limits. And and like Bob said they they shouldn't have the power that they have now, you know, that that it's it's gotten so out of hand and, and look at it through history though. Where yeah. is there a successful government? I haven't, I, I know haven't you found tell me. one yet. <laughs> and, and, and you could even argue that our Republic when it was set up was destined to be where we are today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was set up to get us to this point where essentially we would be in a socialist state essentially. Well, well let me who, ask, who was it that said um, the constitution either, meant to create the government we have or it failed to stop it sounds like jeffrey's quote yeah (laughs) yeah i forget who said that but well let me ask because oh go ahead brandon and then i I have another question for matt but go ahead dude i'll I'll wrap it up real quick but remember last time bob we were talking about the creation of the supreme court i'm sure you 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 know that the, the supreme court was written into the constitution but it is crazy and scary as shit how many numbers of Supreme Court members there have been and to what extent their power has changed 
based on like at some level political uh, feuds you know marbury versus madison the ruling that gives the the supreme court judicial the powers of judicial review I, I can't i'm not even going to spend the time describing what happened look it up yourself you can find it on anything just search like uh, ridiculous history. I'm sure it'll be near the top because I believe this the is, word you're looking for, Brandon, is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was so, total bullshit. It's so petty. It's so easy to see how this came about by almost mistake. Uh, so I'll, I'll agree with you there that it's. It just. It is arbitrary. It is arbitrary, and it fucking sucks to admit that. I, I know what you mean there. Yeah, dude. Um. This, like I said, I had this question for Matt because I know you're a big time, you know, you deep dive into history and especially alternative history. And then Bob, too, you know, because um, I like I said, I am on the side more towards anarchy. But I think that the, the true answer falls in the middle of big government and anarchy. I think that we need some kind of legitimate government somewhere that can actually function properly do without you, corruption. It sounds impossible. Though, I mean. What's I don't that? know if you do I, I, I now because listen, man, the reason why I think that we do is because if you get rid of government, there will be somebody that creates a power structure and it's going to be the people that have the most guns and the most resources. And that's how governments came to fruition today. You're never going to have this you just described like, government, though. That is, I know. That is, you know, that's all they've done too. Is they just gather all, more guns? All government, and... all government is, is the people with the most guns. That's I all know, it man. is. So, so it like, is. if we're gonna get into the idea of like, let's be like the animal kingdom. No one has anything. Let's no, just... no, 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 no. We're not. An armed society that. is a polite one. Yeah, no. It's there's gonna be violence, yeah. but everyone has the equal opportunity. It's all about incentives. It's all about incentives. So, so the reason you think we need government was all fabricated by government. Yeah, An no. armed society is a is a, is a polite one. Um, we don't need government to be peaceful people. That has been a fallacy that has been indoctrinated into our brains. No, that no, we no. Are these barbaric, drug-addled creatures. If government is not there to stop it, and it's, no, it's, so I will say I'm not. I'm I'm very very far from being indoctrinated. I think, but I do think that there needs to be some structure to the way that we live as as humans and that i well, think there, that there yes. needs to be these laws who's going to set up the laws it's, it's not natural, natural law, law at a nobody yeah. wait wait but is 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 the punishment of murdering your neighbor what keeps you from murdering your neighbor absolutely is, not i don't want to okay. murder my neighbor then 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 why do we have these laws and and these laws haven't been able to stop anything again what has government been able to stop what because for a reason, lower? for this reason, for this reason, okay, this is a, an extreme example, but let's say that the four of us are neighbors, okay, and in a hyperbolic, uh, Brandon, I saw that you messaged something, or are we, do you have to go? No, he wants I'm, to take a break for a second. Oh, yeah, dude, go take a smoke break. Um, was, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, it's, it's, a, it's a great time, and I have a question to come back, uh, but yeah, give me, give me just a few minutes. Absolutely, okay? Okay. I got a question here. So in a in a in a very very fictional situation let's say the three of us are neighbors okay um let's say that i mean this sounds rough let's say that that bob let's just to make it very very unique and fake to the the real world situation let's say you're a gay man and you've got a husband and i fucked your husband i raped your husband his name is billy okay i knew that fucker was a cheater i raped billy i raped billy I yeah. 
So let's say I raped Billy. Okay. Billy is telling you that I raped him. And without any proof, you guys want to come kill me because you and Matt got together and you're like, dude, we're supposed to have full access to Billy's mouth and ass. And Ryan took both of them. Okay. So then you guys are going to come over here and you want to kill me, even though I really didn't do it. Right. So this is the whole thing. This is like, what's like, you need, you need these laws in place and who's going to set up these laws, the government, right? Why, why do, wait, 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 why do we need laws in place? So that people will obey because just because the so you three think, of us same So you think the punishment, you think the threat of the punishment is what stops somebody from doing something. For a, for a decent sized amount of the population, absolutely. Not us, right? We're sane, we're functioning, we're normal people. But all the people that are in prison, rightfully, those people need those fucking laws. How, mi- how many laws. of those people are in there j- rightfully? Who you knows? have to trust the court. Exactly. It, sh- it could but, be but, a fraction. Bob, you got it. Bob, it could be a fraction. Wait, 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 wait. It could be a fraction, right? Yes. If most of the, most, I would say that most of the people in prison right now are in prison unjustly. And I would say that it is tuned to the tune of probably somewhere between 75 and 95% of people that are in jail don't deserve to be there. Oh, man, I don't know. Dude, maybe didn't you get go a fair trial. Shows where or, they talk about why they're in prison. They're like, yeah, I killed somebody. Right. How much of that is just bullshit propaganda? Um, I mean, who knows, you know, man? You right. know, we so can't, we, we can't, can't say that everything that we're off of that. You can't base anything off of that. So you yes, have you can, because go, we can't, if we don't know, we, we can't, can't go the other way either. Yes, but the ends can't justify the means. You can't go, oh, it's a scary world out there, so I get to violate your rights. No, no, no. no. That, that's, that, that's, that's not no. how this works. I, I understand that that's not how it works, but we can't that's, say. That's how all, that is the entire existence of government. I is it's it, a dude. scary world, so we need to take your rights and we'll let you have some of them, but we're going to take them and protect them for you. Um, this, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and here's your limitations and where we, but we got you. This is all for your safety for this one thing. That's not actually a problem overall. Yes. But the same way that you're saying that we can't say that all of these people are guilty of their crimes. We can't say that they're all innocent either. There's somewhere in the middle. A lot of these people that are in prison are rightfully in prison and they will tell you, yeah, I got caught murdering somebody. So that's why they're in prison. Right. Yeah, but and, it, and I understand but the, the, the amount of people they actually catch is such a small amount. Do you of course, know, of course, do you know, the success rate of of solving murders nationwide. I'm sure that it's probably under 20 percent. It is. It's like 11 percent. Yeah, I don't in doubt some, that. In some places, it's it's as low as two. Well, why do you think fucking true crime is the number one thing that white women love across the entire fucking right. country? Because, I understand And these that. things exist to glorify these, to think people, to do two things. Well, most countries actually people, don't even talk some, about these kinds of violent crimes right, right, because but, they don't want to glamorize them to make people right. inspired to commit those crimes. But here, they put them on TV to do two things. They do it to make you think that it happens more often, and they do it to glorify the people that solve them and make it seem like they solve shit. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those things are true. They are both complete fabrications. It's like changing entire laws and store makeups and how many bathrooms you can have for a fringe percent of people in the population that is below half a percent. Mm-hmm. You're going to disrupt everybody's life to cater to like six people. Like that's ridiculous. And you can't use that kind of justification because it needs to be a very serious justification to 
to justify removing someone's rights. You need to have some very, very serious shit in order to remove my rights and tell me that it's for my own good. And so if you're trying to use some statistic that it's like, there's, you know, there's bad people out there. Okay. How many? Well, there's 600,000 people locked up in jail. Well, out of how many? Well, 350 million. Well, that doesn't seem like very many. Yeah. Like, so my, you want to violate my rights? for the like 0.0003% chance that I might run across some bad guy. No, thanks. I got it. I'll just carry a gun. Well, so do you, are you on the side and this is completely beside the point. Are you on the side of abolishing police? I think privately funded police is the, is more way to go. I mean, police have no accountability. So private security. So, so here's my thing that I say to status all the time. Okay. If I don't have the right or power to do something, how can I how can I give that right to someone else to do on my behalf? Yeah, well, if I can't I, you do didn't it, answer my question, though, I, I, what I was asking right. you is, is, should we get rid of public police? Because you, what you're saying is yes. privately funded. Every police. again, again, every time you say the word public government funded, you need to say violence. Should we get get rid of violently funded police? Yes. Should we get rid of volunteer? Oh, man, I don't think most police, police are violent. No. Most police uh, are not violent. 40%, 40% of police ab- abuse their spouses, and that's with self-reporting. Because if <laughs> your spouse is, if you're, if, if you're a, somebody that's getting beat up by a cop, who do you go to? By your definition, then, if we're, t- if we're speaking technically, 40% is a minority. I know that Brandon wants to talk. I don't think that most police are abusive people, personally. Police existing is a is a threat of violence. Their only power is founded in violence. So their entire existence is due to force. Period. End of story. Can I, okay. can I, we'll get back to that. Can I thread a needle here real quick between that? Because I think you've cool. mentioned, Bob, that they are funded by force. I believe it's not the implication, Ryan, that from what Bob just said about that, that most uh, uh police officers are violent it is that they are funded by uh tax structures and those tax structures are backed up by force is that uh, I'm attempting to steal man it, it right you were saying and, that 40 well, percent uh, of police uh, report to abuse their wives well and why do you why do you pull over when a cop put, gets behind you because he has the, the ability to kill you well because he has and his lights on and i'm trying to legally. follow the law i don't think about him wanting to kill me when i personally um, maybe it's because i'm white but, you know, it's because I, I pull over because, like, I'm trying to follow the law. Right. That's why I pay And my if it bills. was somebody just flashing their lights at you, following you, just flashing their lights at you, would you pull over? If they were red and blue, yeah. <laughs> but you know it, was just some, it was just some dude behind you flashing their lights. Would you pull over? And if he came up and said, hey, you were going faster than I like, um, so you need to give me money. If would it's a red and blue police light, with? yeah, of course. I mean, I think you know the answer to that, Bob. If some dude on a bicycle is flashing lights at me, no, I'm not going to fucking pull over. But and why if is it's that? someone that that has a an undercover police vehicle and they shine the red and blue lights on me, absolutely, I'm pulling over. And I think that and why is would. that? Because that's the law, right? That's and, the law and, of the land. And, and and why is that? Well, the 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 point though. Why is did you pull over? Well, yeah, Brandon, hold on one second. The reason that I pulled over is because if I don't pull over, I can get charged with other things. And, and then I think what, that you what would if, pull over. What if you tell them to fuck off? 
then you're going to get in more and more trouble. That's why people exactly. end up getting shot. And you know how do I mean? they have that authority to do that? From the government. And how does the government give them that authority? Because they make up their laws. I don't know. I don't understand. And where did they that get that authority? Now. Where did they get that authority? Did you give it to them? Technically, yeah. How? By electing them in a fucking office, man. This is so how you government vote? works. <laughs> so you vote, Ryan? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, the first time that I voted was in 2020. I voted for Trump. It was the most controversial election of all fucking time. It sucks. Never voting again. But, you know, yeah, dude. I think that, it's, I think that when you just get down these, these, these patterns of just asking questions for the sake of asking questions, I see that it's very valuable. But at a certain point, you're just spinning, you're chasing your own tail. No, I'm not. You know, I'm trying to get you. No, not you specifically, Bob. I'm, I'm saying okay. in general. I'm saying in general. Okay. Yeah. I, I was in, trying to lead you down a path to where you ended up with because they will do violent things to me. That is why you pulled over. That is why the government has power is because I'm if you never do not do bow that. to their power, they will they will do violent things to you. I said that as it soon as no you better started asking the, the questions. I said as soon as you started asking me why I would pull over. I said, maybe it is because I'm white. I have never one time thought that the police are going to shoot me when I'm pulled over. Oh, and maybe that's true. I Because you know what? I can't live as a black person. I don't know how black people feel. I don't know and how that's black a, people that's feel. A completely con- that, that's a completely conflated topic because I guarantee I've been arrested unjustly more than any black person. That is a false narrative and bullshit that cops go after black people more than white people. It is not well, maybe, backed I up mean, with statistical data. It is not backed up doing? by anything. That's just media shit that is put out there to divide us, man. Who knows There's what you're doing? Who knows no, what area you're in? I was pulled over drunk without a license at 15 years old and I didn't even, like the cop didn't ask me a damn thing. I was a good looking 15 year old and it was a lady cop. Maybe that was why I didn't get in trouble you know um, yeah but, but I guarantee that's happened to black people too you just never hear about it because they don't want that to be part of the narrative well they make up 12 percent of the population white people get pulled over a lot more than, than black people exactly do. but I would exactly. just I would just push back on 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 the idea of just constantly saying well why does this happen okay that that's why you think it then why does this happen because then you just get back it just ends up being this figure eight of why 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 you know what I mean you gotta at a certain point be like okay, this does make sense. And yes, it's a problem. I will never see initiating violence against peaceful people as a reasonable action ever for any reason whatsoever, period. Brandon. Can can I ask, uh, because that that is one of the ways that I wanted to get into the question about how we go about forming an anarchist society in your mind, Bob. I'm sure you know that Anarchists throughout the 19th century were most notoriously uh, uh, associated with violent attacks. That's if you I believe think, the history that we've been given, man, which I don't. For sure. For sure. Okay. That's, that's a perfect explanation for, because I can see, I can honestly see how even if they are anarchists, it doesn't undermine the cause or the arguments of, of, of anarchism. But you're saying that you just don't like it, it. Would it be uh ten, like kind of the same as the way that the government today labels people as terrorists? But that that definition is so wide that that anarchism used to be correct. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, in a hundred years, it's going to be written in the in the history books that January sixth was this violent insurrection when it clearly wasn't. And that is going to be used to demonize certain groups of people, just like the 
the victors write the history. So if they want to demonize a group, they're just going to go, okay, it was, it was anarchists that were always terrible. When history doesn't say that at all, that's not where there is less government, there is less violence. Where there is more government, there's more violence. And you can track that to the dawn of time. And to Bob's point here, the Department of Homeland Security uh, recently said that anyone spreading misinformation is now a terrorist. So my podcast, Bob's podcast, Matt's podcast, we're all well, fucking Well, again, terrorists. it comes down to definitions. Who gets to define misinformation? And exactly. Because in my opinion, Brandon spreads misinformation. Hey, it's not even misinformation. It's misinformation, disinformation, and misinformation, which means they can interpret it as being go. something so right. it's it's, it's now on the homeland security anyone that speaks against the government that they don't like is now considered a terrorist that's which why is, which i have now tyranny. that's why yeah. i've paid i changed my podcast category from uh it was what was it before it was news commentary and now it is comedy fiction everybody and that is what <laughs> it is on anchor you can change your category to comedy fiction None of the shit that I say is real, and I intend it to be fake and for entertainment purposes. That's why it's comedy fiction. That's the whole dangerous world. <laughs> Modus operandi. You're going the you're going the Alex Jones defense. Who would take me seriously? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big joke. Okay, so <laughs> right, that's my back, Alex government. Jones defense. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, dude. It's fucking crazy. Go ahead, Brandon. So how then, if not through violence, do uh, things get accomplished that move towards an anarchistic end? Because I think I have a feeling that anarchists are a lot like atheists. They have great ideas. I hate what it feels like when they get together in a group and start talking about their fucking feelings. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if you've ever been in a group of anarchists. Um, But that is actually at the root of this is that if you want to change society, once you join an anarchist group, isn't that like you're no longer an anarchist because you now have a, I know there's not force, uh, especially Ooh. being no, no, be the, that. An- anarchy. Sorry, but, but, uh, but I'm also curious about if you do have some reason why you could accumulate force and still be anarchists, what do you do aside from disengaging or violent acts? I wonder that will lead us, get us closer to an anarchist uh, society. Violence, violence. Okay. First of all, violence is only justified in response to violence. That's it. It's the only time that it's moral, a moral action. So um, in an anarchist society, um, everybody like, like there's this idea that, um, we don't live in an anarchist society right now. An anarchist society would look very similar to your everyday right now. Nobody's forcing you to go to your grocery store. Nobody's forcing you to do anything that you do. Most of your daily activity is voluntary transactions. Why do you think dissolving a governmental power would change any of that? Like the only thing that's going to change is how things are funded. And so you have to determine what gets funded. And especially today, like I said earlier, the ability to crowdfund things is insane. You know how much charitable donation is given in cash by people every year? Just cash charitable donations given every year by private people? It's over $4 billion. Now imagine that just those charitable people that did that 
had 100% more of their money because the tax rate, the effective tax rate on American workers is over 50%. When you start adding up income tax, tax on food, tax on gas, tax on property, tax on freaking everything, your effective tax rate is over 50%. So just imagine how much could be done if all of those charitable people had a hundred percent more money. And then you add in the extra incentive that everybody else with that has a hundred percent more of their money. They also know that these things aren't going to get funded unless they get chip in. Taxes are so bullshit. I, I wonder though, if you, if you are saying that government is nothing but uh, the threat of violence and then the follow-up of violence, isn't the attacks on the government that the anarchists are accused of in the 19th century, isn't that justified? I mean, 100%. Yeah. You're, if somebody is violating your rights, you are fully justified in any repercussion. So, 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 so again, because earlier we said that those people weren't aligned with anarchist ideals or something similar to it. And I think now you're saying that they are in the definition that you just said, then if the government is violating your rights, then you have the right to defend yourself, period. Anybody seeking or currently engaging in the violation of your rights no, gives up their rights in that process. So you are justified in anything you do against them. So uh, uh, for, for instance, John Wilkes Booth then, I mean that he's he's a he's doing the right thing he's on the right path I, i'm not i'm not trying to be facetious here I'm well by shooting to... lincoln yeah yeah well and that's if you believe what the i mean lincoln was a fucking monster and des- deserved to be killed in my humble opinion i think he was assassinated because he was a piece of fucking shit and he deserved it plain and simple that not for setting the slaves monster. free because that's not what the real narrative behind that's the not what he did is and all that read stuff, the yeah. real lincoln that's not what that fucking dude did that dude slaughtered hundreds of thousands of americans in in his expansion of power that's what he did he is a monster and but, and, and that's if you believe the narrative Lincoln could have been fucking fabricated for all I know. That could be a completely made up story. But if we are to be believe what has been laid before us, that dude's a piece of shit and he deserved everything he got. And I wish he got worse. And that goes for every single fucking politician and government employee. All of you. You're all fucking immoral pieces of shit and you deserve to die because you are terrible humans. You are you are being employed directly or indirectly through violence and you're garbage human. Well, maybe a better example for Brandon's case would be Martin Luther King. Should Martin Luther King have been shot uh, because he was trying to shake shit up in the social justice world? You know, uh, well, you know? it depends on what narrative you believe. I believe he was killed by the government because he was gaining too much power and he was uniting people, which is exactly what the government doesn't want. The biggest threat to government. Yeah, is I think a that the government population. killed them too for the record. Yeah. yeah I, the, the biggest threat to government is a united population. And that's why they're constantly distracting and dividing us constantly. They don't want us united. Everything they do is to divide us. Literally everything they do is to divide us. Well, JFK, it's the same kind of concept where, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, uh, Brandon, because, you know, I actually found out recently that, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln, the whole Civil War was not 
about slavery. It was about economics, right? I mean, that's what it really was. Everyone was fucking shipping shit into the South and Abraham Lincoln wanted them doing it up to the North and they wouldn't fucking do it. And then he was like, as a last resort, he's like, hey, all you fucking blacks can get your fucking slave or your your slavery would be gone with. And he had no respect for black people, dude. That's why I say it that way. He said it publicly that if he could end the war without ending slavery, he would. Yeah. yeah. And you get a lot of people involved in that whole concept of like Cuba was supposed to be this hub with the South, uh, Central America. And and part of South America being like, you know, the, the main commodity holders of like coffee, sugar, tobacco, all this shit. And it was basically, you know, you got Canada, you got Mexico all back in the South. And the only reason that the North ended up winning was because they took the slaves in and they gave them the right to uh, to be free. But go ahead. Brandon. The, the important thing to note, I think, though, is that, yes, it is wrong to say that the Civil War was all about slavery. It is more right to say it was about the economy. The problem is, is that slaves were part of the economy, right? They mm-hmm. are the tool of manufacturing. And, and that, that, that's a, that's I disagree a, with that. I, I, I think slavery was at best exaggerated. Um, most people didn't like slavery. I, I think the the amount of slaves they say in America is a significantly bloated number um, because most people didn't like slaves because it took their jobs. Like most people were anti-slave, most of them. And that's not what they're, they won't tell you that because they don't want you to, they want you to think that all white people were racist and owned slaves when that's not true at all. There was actually a large majority, a large portion of slave owners that were black. A majority of slave, slave owners were Jewish. Uh, it was a smaller percentage of people that owned slaves that were actually what you could call English white. It wasn't the majority. Yeah. Wait, you mean to tell me, Bob, that it's not about black versus white, it's about rich versus poor? Are you really honestly saying that right now? It's about the powerful against the the, the non-powerful. I can't compute. What all hierarchies have come down to, all, all disputes have come down to is basically class warfare. Um, not to be socialist or fucking anything like that. You only create classes that are unequal and involuntary when there is a government regulatory body. Well, and we talked about a little bit too, Bob, the, uh, what is it? The road to feudalism? Is that what it was? The, the road the, to serfdom? Road to, road to serfdom, sorry. Where, I mean, there is hard proofs in there that socialism leads to communism. There is no healthy way to, to carry out socialism. Um, so, you know, it's interesting, man. And, and I think that the bigger the government gets, the closer you get to communism, right? I think that that's, that's kind of something that a lot of us could agree on. Maybe even you, Brandon, I don't know if the, the bigger the government gets, the, the closer we get to communism. What do you think about that? Bigger the government gets, the closer government gets to communism. No, the world, the, the, the population as a whole. Yeah. Oh, the, as the, as population increases, uh, therefore we get closer to communism just by necessity. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah. So like if the, the, the bigger the government gets like, so let's say in the United States, if the government got bigger and bigger and more and more power falls into the government hands, then the population is going to fall under communism eventually. So at, 
I won't, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 there's different ways that you can have it as communist and not be more governmental than socialist. But I definitely know that at least in socialism, because they would by definition take charge of the, uh, means of production that would in and of itself be, we get closer to socialism. You got to rec- recognize that communism, uh, at least by the communist manifestos, the classical version of them, uh, they imply that there is no pra- private property. And this is something that a lot of classical anarchists share, uh, uh, Bob. And I'm, I'm, I was also very curious to, to know what you thought about private property in an anarchist society. Is it not like is is private property a thing? Period. Because m- most, you know, one of the founders of anarchism uh, had a virulent uh, discussion about discourse with Marx. They agreed that uh, that private property should not is not a good thing but they disagreed about what they're for to do about it. So how do you feel about private property? Should it be a thing, period? I think it should be the only thing, but we don't even have it now. The idea that we have private property now is just foolish. Eminent domain, right? Well, not only that, dude, if you don't pay your taxes, they'll take your property away. You don't own that shit. You're renting it. We don't own anything here. We are are already in communism. We are already there. (laughs) Anybody that thinks we aren't just hasn't thought about it enough. But there's nothing you can own, including your life. All of it can be taken at will by the government, which means we are in a communist country, period. Like, there's no debating it. We're, we are no better than China. We just got a prettier cage. That's it. Dude, you know what, man? I'm a fucking retard, and I found this out recently. I bought, I bought a house, quote unquote, bought a house. I'm paying it off over 30 years, okay? Right. What's the difference... A fucking renting a fucking property other than if the air conditioner breaks, guess who's got to pay for that shit? $10,000 coming out of my pocket instead of who owns it. I'm paying the bank off over 30 years. I got to replace the water heater that broke recently. I got to replace all the shit myself instead of the damn rich motherfucker that should be probably fucking owning this house instead of me. And I'm just paying them instead of them. Maybe I'm paying 200 bucks extra a month, whatever, right? But when these fucking things go down, you know, I, I, I'm kind of held accountable for these things. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. Until you actually own your property, and even when you really do pay your shit off over that 30-year period with tons and tons of interest. You still right? owe taxes. A $100,000 house costs you $200,000 over 30 years. At least. At, least, yeah. at least. least. So, you know, me paying off the shithole house that I live in over time dude it's not fucking worth it man it's not worth it who's to say that i'm gonna even fucking live for 30 years my I'm life insurance policy is much, yeah. yeah it's I'm all about renting man. guys hey kids any teenagers listening rent baby yeah but just like inve- uh, hey, klaus schwab says right own own property but rent it out yeah like yeah. it's okay to own property but monetize that shit you know? so I, I would point out to anyone listening that i think it's a very very interesting and key difference and I, i'm down to pick your brain about it more specifically bob sure. it's just that, that that uh seeming like those two ideas these two ideologies don't quite get together via classic anarchism and the one that you're talking about uh I, I i think i would encourage anyone listening to to look into those uh those two topics especially from the classical writers themselves well, that's um, that's why i like for a for a long time i called myself a voluntarist because like anarchy is such a tainted term anarchy simply means no rulers just like government means mind control like you said words matter they do 
government oh, means oh. literally means mind control and anarchy literally means no rulers it doesn't mean no rules it doesn't mean no uh, hierarchies no authorities it's no arbitrary authority yeah, I, I don't know if you I, I don't i this is getting into the weeds if we don't want you to do this we don't have to i just I, I i've heard this claim that government means uh rule of the rule of the mind I don't know if you have any, uh, you know, technical knowledge on, on entomological history, is, is, but do you know where that comes from? I mean, I, I well, that's I've, exactly I've, what government does. That's why they call themselves that. Mint means no, mind. Govern means control. No, but I'm I'm wondering because there's many ways that words like meant can 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 look like they mean something else, but the words actually put together. In a different way. It's just the only, I looked that up after our last issue, and the only place I found that was on a blog. And I'm I have seen many indications to, to the to the opposite. So I was wondering if you knew specifically where it came from. But anyways. Well, it's I mean you can look up suffix all you have to do, Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever, put in suffix M-E-N-T. Okay. Meaning. And it'll come well, up first right at the top, it'll come up and it'll see it'll say mind. Mm-hmm. What he's I know, saying is it, that there's a deeper meaning to how they put those two words together. And right, I, I can I actually think, vouch for what Brandon's saying here, too. Right. But I don't think they did. I, I don't I think they are way more clear about what they're telling you than you want to think they are. Mm. I think they are. They know humans are so fucking stupid that they can put it right there in your face and you'll you'll either justify it or you won't see it. It's all part of their game, their occult ritual or whatever is to put it right in your fucking face and go. This isn't what you, this isn't a hand. That's not a hand. It's Can't a that foot. go the opposite way too, though, where they, they, they actually intend on people that are questioning their motives? Of course. That'll say that this is a hand and they're like, oh, these certain people are going to say that they think that this is a hand, even though it's not a hand. So, I mean, dude, you know, this is the problem, you know, when, when all that you have, and I'm not saying that this is all that you have, Bob. But when when all that we can do is ask questions, there is no concrete answer. And that's why I wanted to do this conversation, you know, is that you can say, no, I don't believe that NASA has the pictures of those planets, even though they admit to it. Right. Why would they admit to it if they if they if they knew that people weren't going to look into it? You know, you can't you can't put all your shit. You can't you can't base all of your ideas based off of these simple Dude, it makes so much fucking sense, ideologies, right? You can't just say, like, man, this, this, anyone with any fucking shred of common sense is going to see it this way. And that was one thing that, like, I actually learned a lot about having Brandon be the co-host on the show when we first started it, was that, dude, I, I was pretty set in my ways. And now, I mean, I fucking realize a lot of things because having polar opposite minds come together and talk about these things is so fucking important, dude. Well, and that's yeah, what that's, so many people just right. will not do. Right. Well, and we've been divided intentionally, right? Sure. I, I think if there is going to be, for lack of a better term, a government, I think we could come up with a better fucking term for a conglomerate of people that are to make the big decisions. And I think it should be very diverse. I, I don't think parties should exist. I don't think, you know, like it should be a meeting of the minds, some should say. Dude, some people, people would say a commune that, would be a better term, right? I mean, like well, that's, it what, would be, that's when it gets would scary. Be, or you could say a cabal of yeah. people that that are the greatest of the selected groups, right? Whatever. 
the greatest minds not the ones that got the most fucking votes because that's just a popularity contest and we're not going to get the best person it has to be something tangible that these are the best people and it can only be about super super fucking important shit like it has it can't just be roads or education or you know whatever it has to be like like hey there's some major shit coming and like we have to we we got to get ready it it, the government should have about this much fucking control it should control the individual rights of a of a given group of people that that is it, it, it was created to protect now whether that is a community a city a state or an entire country that is up to the citizens inside of that but their their power should be to to do two things protect the rights of the people inside of that that those borders whatever they may be determined and to defend those fucking borders period Mm. end of story and now we have this giant bloated fucking government that has interjected itself in every single aspect of our lives there's nothing you can do that isn't taxed regulated or just downright fucking illegal you don't own yourself you don't own your property you don't own your business you don't own your currency you don't own shit our government is messing with people in other countries too and that's a bigger problem i think so Uh, I think it's a significantly bigger problem. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to get this wrapped up. You know, Matt just jumped off, so I'll plug his stuff at the end here. Um, Do either one of you guys have any other points? I think that this was great, man. I think that we we did cover a lot of shit. Um, Like, I I came into this kind of knowing that this this conversation isn't going to change anyone's mind, right? Not just, you know, Brandon's mind or Bob's mind, but it's not going to change anyone's mind viewing the episode or listening to the episode. But... I think that there are some important things to ask. And I think that this is some of the most important shit that people can do. I think are healthy debates or healthy conversations. They always tell you, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Yeah. Fuck all that shit, dude. We need to those are two things you have to talk about. Yeah. They tell us not to talk about them because they don't want me and Brandon getting together and go and, and meeting at some somewhere. They don't want that to happen. They don't want, me and Brandon getting to a common place and going, Hey, you know what? You're fucking right. I agree with you, man. And then we start having deeper conversations and we get even closer and we, we start hashing out our ideals to where it's like, you know what? We could get to a place to where you and I could live together. Yeah. Like, I I think we could get to a point to where we could agree on most things and live peacefully next to each other, you know, like, but they don't want that. They don't want that shit. That's why, you know, with the stupid COVID lockdown shit, they shut down all the places that people gather and talk. Well, maybe like, that would have been talking a, uh, is important. Maybe that would have been a more um, helpful conversation is why do you think this separation was going down? And we can maybe do that another day. Um, well, I, I can just, you know, they separate us intentionally. They want Brandon and you to think the way you think that they that you need them but it is it is a... no i don't think that I, that i don't think that we need the government i just think that i was trying to play like devil's advocate i think that that government does play a role in everyday life but i don't think that it does to the extent in which they're they're operating i think everything they provide that gives value to somebody could be easily replaced by the free market I don't um, think that healthcare. I will. I really yeah, do not think, uh, so. dude. Healthcare was significantly cheaper and more abundant when it was privately funded. There were doctors like Ron Paul that would that would serve see people 
that didn't have any money and he wouldn't build them. He would just let them like, okay, cool. It's not a big deal. Well, like, how do you believe that without fucking have seen like no one, Bob, you question so many things, but you just trust Ron Paul because no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying hypothetical. Like I think Ron Paul is controlled opposition. Uh, I'm saying based well, on then the how story the fuck you think he's there. actually doing but what yeah, he's saying. Come well, on. Well, I'm saying that existed though. There is historical proof of Dr. Singh and people were dying much earlier. Well, so they say, you know, like, like you also have to look at environmental situations at the time that were making people sick and die. You know, the average age of death was was low during the 40s and 50s because there was a fucking war. Like, so the average age of death in America between the 30s and the 50s was low as fuck you can look at it back in egypt and rome and greece and shit like that they weren't living too long back then either yeah but it was a hard life of course you know that's what i'm saying technology and you're comparing apples to oranges and to say that we wouldn't have advanced like this without government i think is also foolish because there's no evidence taking money and putting it into a pool and and progressing certain things i think that that does benefit society as slowed it if if anything government regulation and taking people's money and not allowing them to invest in the things that society actually needed and would have gotten better funding has slowed progress more than yeah. it's been than it's accelerated in it's possible area. and because you have a government regulated regulatory body that is going to start catering to certain groups and then and then possible. it stifles it stifles innovation because then you have you know the automotive industry that used to have hundreds of companies down to four you know, and even those four are might as well be, you know, two because they're owned by other bigger companies, you know. So, you know, it's it's stifled shit. The more regulation, the less the less that you're gonna get as the consumer. You know, the best way for the consumer to get the best product is have open uh open competition. That's the only way that you're gonna get the best product. Well, I'll ask you this before we before we get out of here, because I know Brandon's got to go. I got to go. I'm sure you'd have to go, too, Bob. Yeah, man. Saying that there has to be a government. Let's just say there absolutely has to be a government. What country is doing it right? Um, Nobody, I would say, is doing it right. There are people doing it like wrong. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, like uh, Lebanon is, is not that massive of a government. They don't have a, a lot of power. Um, the, the government is also really broke. Um, with the exception of China's influence, Hong Kong was doing pretty well without very much government influence. Um, Singapore has a pretty free market. Um, now their government is very authoritarian, but their market is pretty free. You can have a McDonald's next to a McDougal's, um, Hmm. you know, so, you know, their market is significantly more free and it shows with quality of life. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I I look at history, man, and, and there's a lot of places that when government shrank innovation and prosperity and, and overall equality grew, um, and you can track that all back through history, even after the supposed civil war to the creation of the Federal Reserve was the, the vastest expanse of any human history ever. And it was in America. And it was because government pretty much didn't exist at that time. Mm-hmm. Like they they didn't the involve rich people themselves in anything. Show. Yeah. I mean, you could you could argue that the railroads that were created the robber uh, across across the country were involved with the government. Uh, which is true. They were getting permits from the government to build their railroads. 
Um, so you know, it's eh. but still, it was a fairly free market. If you wanted to open a business, you could just open a fucking business, and nobody was there going, "Oh, sure. well, you're not licensed, and you don't have this, and I, you need a building permit, and this needs to be fucking, you know, inspected, and blah blah blah." You could just open a fucking bar, or you yeah. could open a whorehouse, or you could open a market, or you could just open shit. It didn't fucking matter, and it created this amazing fucking country that everybody wanted to come to, and then the government said, "Well." let's regulate the fucking uh, monetary system and increase taxes and see what happens. And they created this big monster. They destroyed 50% of the buying power of the dollar from 1913 to 1920. They took that freaking big monster to war and won. Um, and there started the industry, the military industrial complex. And, you know, we're off to the races with imperialism at that point in time. You get so, a lot of horrible institutions starting at the turn of the uh, 20th century. You know what and I mean? It's because FBI, the market had gotten, the Fed, yeah. people had gotten, like, people had accumulated enough wealth and there was a government to be manipulated. Um, so you know, they started manipulating the government. Yep. And and then it, you know, they had a little party in Jekyll Island and created the Federal Reserve. And then it really got shred the power, then really got isolated to just a handful of people. And it's created this fucking nightmare that we're in. And now. they killed them on the Titanic. Wow. Uh, very, very Brandon. possibly. Very possibly. The Titanic's Brandon. got some sketchy shit around it. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I, I know all about that shit. So does Brandon, dude. It's a very, very interesting situation. Brandon. What uh, what are your departing words here, man? Thank you so much for uh, hopping on and uh, having this conversation with Bob and uh, myself and Matt. Yeah, the biggest thing I have to say is, Bob, I know that it takes effort to keep these conversations cordial. I enjoy the practice. It's almost like going to the gym uh, for me, which sure. is a good idea because I don't I haven't been to the gym in two years. So I really, really needed this. <laughs> Seriously, thank you for thank you for for talking to me. I love talking about this, man. We'll we'll do this again. We'll pick different topics yeah, and get some deeper stuff. Finally, uh, I'll just put the cherry on the top. Three cherries on top here. I think that we are uh, even in the midst of a global pandemic living in the best time that it is to be a human uh, that John Wilkes Booth is an asshole. And I only want to fuck people above 18 years old, as opposed to Bob. I just want to make that clear. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's, that's, that's a low blow, Brandon. Uh, (laughs) As the parting words, that was his only Jesus Christ. My God. That's what you get for all those. All you need is one, one punch to the nuts though. That's that's all you need. And he did it right at the end, right before the bell fucking rang. That's what I'm saying. And when you get all those interruptions, that's what you get, dude. Damn, that was a good Ooh, little That fucking... was good, Brandon. Well done. Sorry. Well I had, done. I had a great time, guys, with, uh, with both of you. Yeah, uh, man. So. Dude, thanks for coming. Uh, this was fun, man. And this is how we kind of get to the bottom of things. The only thing I would say in parting to you is... Dude, think really hard about the really important shit that you see needs to have funding and try real hard to come up with voluntary, peaceful ways to solve those problems. Because that's the only way we live in a civilized society is if we're we're solving problems peacefully and voluntarily. Anything else is only going to foster evil and it's going to make problems worse. So, and that's where I am. That's why I'm an anarchist is because you cannot have a benevolent, government you can't have uh, a peaceful society that is founded in violence that thinks violence is okay if the means justify it like or if the ends justify it Mm -hmm. the ends never justify violence ever ever 
And I so will, if we uh, are to have a government, it should be voluntarily funded and its power should be extremely limited. Like yes. I am not under the idea that there will never be a government. There will all be hierarchies form. It's natural. It is just natural for hierarchies to form. But the one at the top should have very limited power. And if the ones below them want to take that power because they see that person becoming tyrannical and authoritarian, they can. What you're saying here, Bob, is that leaders eat last. Leaders eat last. Okay. That's what's actually like the most important thing, I think. Um, I will, uh, you know, be in the middle of what you guys are saying here. I will say that government absolutely is crucial. And I think that it has a lot to do with modern day society, but they should fear the people that they govern. They should fear the people that they govern. 100%. Yes. Yes. And, uh, uh, one prisoners- quick saying. Yeah. One quick saying is uh, um, when when people fear the government, you get tyranny. When the government fears the people, you get freedom. Yeah, of course. I think there was Jefferson, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jefferson had a lot of good ones, man. Yeah, dude, he's a fucking G, even though he was kind of an asshole, too. Not as bad as Hamilton. He was a slave owner, but he also led the um, he led the anti-slavery movement. So he at least corrected his wrong and was like, you know what? This seems really bad. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if we believe history, right, Bob? Right, right, right. right. Of course. <laughs> So, guys, uh, obviously, Matt hopped off. He runs the Great Deception podcast. He's got a great, great program that he does over there. I see you follow him. You leave five-star reviews on him if you follow him on Apple. If not, do so. Great Deception is awesome. Uh, I run uh, the Dangerous World podcast. Dangerous World podcast uh, is on Patreon. And we have the online store, DangerousWorldStore.com. Moral Bob, the host of Hidden in Plain Sight. What do you got, dude? Anything else? Yeah, man, you can find me uh, on Instagram at the at the Moral Bob, and I just created finally created a backup account because my wife keeps hag- nagging me about it, um, and it's at the at the Hidden Pod. Um, so, so you can follow me there, and I'm on all your podcatchers, uh, Hidden in Plain Sight, and yeah, man, hit good. me up. Hell yeah, and hopefully Brandon will be starting a podcast of his own here soon too. He helped start Dangerous World, crucial peace in starting dangerous world podcast literally half of the foundation of the show that you see before you today um so brandon hopefully you'll get on that and start a nice liberal social justice podcast that everyone will love uh, so much what are you doing brandon even though i'm not uh on the uh on your your local pod uh, podcatcher app uh, you guys can find me on listenable.com i have a, a learning course on there just look me up on listenable.com and i'm on at uh, Instagram, excuse me, on Instagram at Dangerous Gent, you can see by my profile that I don't post shit. I just like to come uh, converse with people. Bob, I I hope to see you in my DMs soon. Yeah, uh, man. Oh, actually, dude. I, well, I, dude, I'd actually like to talk to you about your job because um, my son has a speech impediment called um, apraxia, and mm-hmm. we now he we has been diagnosed with a sensory disorder and we are getting an occupational therapist and i think that's probably close to something like you do since you work with kids and and like yeah. kids on the spectrum and stuff um so yeah man I, like i'm i'm actually you know engaging with some people in your field on some that's stuff great, so it's that's cool. great well peace, peace we need people all. like you and see you didn't need government to regulate the market to tell you to go do that for a living you just did it 
I did. I did need their funds. I'm working on the Stafford loan. I'll be honest, but <laughs> sure. But I mean, in a in a market, there would be ways to fund your college. With I mean, because there's grants and shit now. So, um, but but yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm glad there's people out there that are willing to do that kind of work, man. Like it's awesome, you know. So like I like Ryan said at the beginning, dude. You're you're. I think you're a good dude. Like we we have some separation on how we think sh- stuff should get done and and a little bit of ideology stuff, but overall, I know you're a solid dude. That's why I knew I could have this conversation with you, and it wouldn't get kind of sideways. We wouldn't be throwing any insults at anybody. Maybe I was hoping it would. I was hoping it would get a little but, more. But uh, no, man, I, I have some respect for Brandon because he at least admits he's been indoctrinated. And as soon as he did that, the last time I talked to him, I was like, okay, I think I can talk to this guy. He, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, dude, so, and you know what? If you can't get annoyed with someone and still have a fucking civil conversation, then grow the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like everyone ha- everyone gets annoyed of some shit that some people say every once in a while. Sure. And uh, you guys are great to have this conversation and operate the way that you did. I think that this was fun, and hopefully some people learn some things. Um, yeah, thank you guys both. And both you guys have a great night. And everyone listening, uh, look for more conversations like this, man. We, we will be yeah. absolutely having some debates. Uh, not necessarily with just Brandon and Bob, but with some other people that have, uh, you know, polar opposite opinions on things. But until next time, everybody, take care, stay safe. More importantly, have fun in this dangerous world.